Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Man's podcast. We really hope that you enjoy this upcoming episode, and we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you could, on your way out, hit the like, comment, share, subscribe button, share this with your friends and family. We really appreciate it. We're just starting the conversation. We're sparking it. We don't have the solutions, but the goal is to spark the conversation. Sometimes a student is a teacher, and sometimes a teacher is a student. Have a good day. Yo, 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 what's up, man? Welcome to the Thinking Man Podcast. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy, Corey. I got my my man, my co-host with me, Ken. And y'all, look, today we got a special guest that's with us. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. How y'all doing? My name is Ernie. Uh, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say, but... Uh, <laughs> Are you good, bro? Yeah, good. yeah. Ernie. My, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ernie, we got Ernie with us today. And uh, we, got a, we, got a, we got a real cool topic today, y'all. We're going to be talking about, you know, Simone Biles and her... Uh, taking this leave from the Olympics. You know, we know Simone Biles. If you know anything about her, I've been following Simone Biles. She's a four-time uh, gold medalist Olympian. And on July 27, she said she's going to step back to take care of her mental health. Now, there was a lot of controversy with that. You know, you got people that were supporting her and are taking care of her mental health. And then you got other people like she let the she let the USA down. She let her country down. She didn't, you know, stand up and, and represent you know, the United States of America. So there was both ends to it, but we want to dive into it and see, you know, what she was thinking, why she did what she did. Because if you don't know, Simone Biles has been dealing with mental health issues for a very long time. This is not something that's on set. Uh, she struggled for a very long time from her childhood up to where she's at right now. So we're just going to dive into it and talk about some of the different things that she's been through. So what, what y'all take on it, man? What y'all, what y'all know, what y'all heard? Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, this this issue with Simone Biles, I think it's a it's a good topic because you can look at this from so many different ways. You know what I mean? You can look at it from a perspective of you're an athlete, you shouldn't quit. There's a mental health perspective to this, uh, and and making sure you're okay. You know, making sure you're healthy and okay, and that being first and the main priority. And then there's you know an, another angle of this that relates to the history of the Olympics. Uh, and how we've been treated as African-Americans within that system. So there's a lot of different dynamic to this, man. What, what you got, Ernie? What you thinking, man? So uh, definitely a lot of a lot of different dynamics. Uh, I think the main thing for me is why isn't the possibility that she could be using uh, mental health as a cover-up and maybe the, the word cover up is not the, the correct term, but as a scapegoat to, you know, bow out, you know what I'm saying? And not even that it's necessarily her, you know, her, her, her coaches could be telling her, hey, let's put this out there because we don't want you to compete or whatever the reason. So, you know, people like try to make it seem like I'm attacking her. And I'm just talking about from my point of view and everything that's going on with me and uh, my opinion on the whole situation. Why is it so out of the realm of possibility for people to think that maybe that's not the case? Like as if people don't lie or athletes have never lied before. You know what I'm saying? That that's 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 where, where I'm going. Like, why are we? Because let's be real. Some people lie about their mental health and have. Like people lie about their mental health to avoid jail sentences. 
and other things. So, so like, let's be real about the situation. That's that's my whole whole thing. Because people are trying to like twist, like I'm attacking her and this and that. I'm like, I take mental health very seriously. That's not what I'm doing. I just don't believe that she's being genuine about the reason. And when I say her, still again, not necessarily specifically have to be her, but Team USA, whatever. I'm just she's the one that gave out gave us the reasons. And so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And I could I could talk about it all day. Yeah. You know what? That's a very interesting perspective. You know what I mean? That's something that I don't think most people look into because when somebody say they're suffering from mental health issues, people take that seriously, especially when it comes to black people. You know, that's not something that we really talk about. It's not something that we really you know, put out there to let people know our business, because, you know, as kids coming up, I don't know about y'all, but me, whatever happens in this house stays in this house. And so we had to live with this suppressed um these suppressed mental health issues and we never spoke about them. So to hear that is very interesting, but I'm going to, I'm going to break it back because that's not out the realm of possibilities, right? I don't personally know Simone, Simone Biles. I don't know everything she's been through, but based on what's been put out in the media, this stems from back when she was small, right? If people don't know Simone Biles was adopted by her grandfather and his wife, you know what I mean? She was put in the foster care system. Not only that, she always struggled with ADHD, you know, that she was taking medicine for. And these things were publicly put on social media by hackers who got her medical information and went on there to like embarrass her. And so she came on and spoke about that. Not only that, the person that was coaching her at one point um, was molesting her. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, Larry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry Nassar. And so a lot of these things, probably contributed to her bowing out. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we just go day to day. We don't really address those issues that we've, you know, going through. We kind of suppress them. We keep moving because the spotlight is on us. And so we don't even give ourselves permission to step away from what we do. And that's why I was saying a while, uh, a couple of days ago, like we shouldn't allow the demands of our profession hinder us or cause us to neglect the mental health things that we're dealing with. And so Simone Bow said it right out of her mouth. She said, I felt like, and this is before she competed. She said, I felt like the pressures of the world are on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's a lot for me to carry and deal with. This girl has been competing for a very long time. Ain't no telling mm-hmm. the things that she's been through that she hasn't talked about yet. And sometimes, man, we get to a point in our life, it's a breaking point And it's like, I got to say something. Because if I don't say something, I'm going to kill myself or something's going to happen. So... And look, and here's the thing, because a lot of people, when I when I say what I say, they'll use that, right? But my thing is, I'm not devaluing her her prior history or all that. I know there's mental health history there. I know that I'm not, you know, naive to that. I just don't think that's what led her to say genuinely let her because here's the thing, bro. She she all that was going on before Tokyo. All that was going on before her warm ups. All that was going on she decided to you know what i think i'm good to compete and went to compete you know so it's kind of it, it I, i'm not saying none of that is there and none of that matters let all that matters you know your mental health is number one i'm all for that step away if that's really the issue but i personally think that's not what led to her doing that because i don't want to say she was fine because like i said we know the trauma is there there's trauma there but every time she's not able to perform, are we going to jump and say, man, it was a trauma that is the reason she that, you know, come on, like, let's be real. She's, she's one, bro, she's performed at 
the highest level while she was getting molested and still continue, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easy to give her a pass, but she's considered like the GOAT and she embraces the GOAT title. So to me, it's more so of, I think pressure got to her, not stress, not mental health type thing. You know, that, and I'm basing that on not just, hey, what, what's wrong, Simone? And then she says mental health. If that, if that was the case, that's fine. But me personally, and a lot of people didn't do this, I was reading articles as to, you know, like I was reading articles, you know, even when the twisties thing came out, I read the article about what the twisties is. People aren't doing that. They just want to jump and they, they want to jump in to argue. They didn't read about the twisties. They still don't know what it is, but they mad that I feel a certain way. So they'll jump in. So when I read the twisties to me, I'm going to be honest. It sounds like, like, like dizziness that you get from, from flipping that would be common in gymnastics. I'm just being real. You muted. You muted. I did the same thing. I said I wasn't. <laughs> no, nah, but look. <laughs> no, um, the the twisties. That's a that's a a real key issue because one of the things you were talking about, Ernie, that you know I'm not necessarily sure about, but as it relates to her being molested and still performing at a high level, I can't really speak to that necessarily. Um, but I, the twisties is a new thing that I've never heard, you know, come up before. So it's just like when we was playing ball, you know, we could have played through certain things. But, you know, if there's a disconnect between that, that um, I guess the best way to communicate what twisties is, is it's a disconnect mentally from your mind and your body. And as an athlete, you need that connection in order to perform at a high level. So if I'm a high level athlete, especially on the Olympic level where, you know, there is marginal, you know, differences between each competitor. If I lose the connection between my mind and my body, that's the difference between placing first place, second, third, or may take me to not even placing at all. And one of the things that I thought was, I won't, I won't call it courageous. I just think that it was you know, she has a, a certain level of integrity. If I know as a, a team player that I'm not at my best, then it's 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 important that I be able to communicate that and, and put the team before my pride. So there's an aspect of that that is is great. I don't necessarily my opinion, I don't think she's using it using it as an excuse. But if we have to acknowledge that, you know, her history within a sport. Uh, we also have to acknowledge, you know, uh, this guy right behind me, Muhammad Ali. We have to acknowledge the the history and how America has kind of, you know, got behind us when we're dancing and performing and, you know, beating everybody, so to speak. And then when we have to disconnect from that to take care of ourselves or when we present this um, this issue where people need to see our humanity, that's when it becomes an issue. You know what I mean? Because, for example, Muhammad Ali, you know, winning the gold and then going back home and not, you know, and things as far as, you know, politics, we know about affirmative action. We know about the history of, of, of our community. Those things not being in place, but I'm good enough to go and compete and represent America, but then re America doesn't have my back when I say, this is wrong and this is affecting me this way and that's affecting me this way. I think it's important. And I, like I said, I don't know 
I, I don't personally think that she's faking that. I mean, that's a big thing to fake. Um, she could have just went out there and just not performed. Uh, but well, like you were hitting on Corey. Sorry, sorry, bro. Go ahead. What you got? Not she just could have went out there and not performed. Uh, by not performing, you like uh, I don't want to do this and not say anything. No, and and I apologize for that. When I say not perform, I I, I should have said not perform at her best. So if I know that's that the, I'm not that's gonna, the thing, I feel like they kind of know she wasn't gonna perform at her best. Well, if she has the if she had the twisties, if she had the twisties, yeah, that's obvious. If, I mean. If Michael Jordan had some kind of disconnect between his mind and his body and mm-hmm. threw off his balance, his fadeaway jumper would be and, and, here, and here's the thing, right? Because people try to say, I have acknowledged that this, this, uh, the twisties, if she had that, I'm going to let, she had it. Let's say she had it. Uh, if you have it, that's dangerous. Bow out. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Now I, I want to like kind of dig into the twisties, like, how often does this happen? You know, you, you just said it yourself. This is a brand new thing. I've never heard of this before. Why is it a brand new thing that nobody's really made public when we've been watching the Olympics for years? And when we first were hearing about why she bowed out and she gave us an answer and a reason, Twisties wasn't mentioned in that reason. Twisties came like two days later. Like, I had the Twisties. So I'm like, what? Like, why wasn't that the first... You know, why didn't they put that out there that it was a twisties? Because they put out mental health. Well, I think uh, so then I'm I, like, I, think, I'm, I don't think mental, I don't think twisties is a mental health issue. So that's my question. Do you think twisties is a mental well, health well, issue? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Before we get, I guess, into it, let's define what the twisties are. So I'll read just a little small piece and I'm like, just bear with me. So um, like the yips in golf or a pop in figure skating, the twisties are a kind of mental block except instead of resulting in a wonky swing of the golf club or a skid across the ice, a gymnast loses their ability to judge where they are in the air. Okay. So that's what the twisties are. Your ability to your mind and body to be able to calibrate in a way to know where you are at all times while performing a, uh, whatever the feat is. So I don't know that the public they, I, I do think there are some communication errors on their part. Does Simone Biles have a publicist to be able to accurately explain what the issues are that she's dealing with, you know, in a way that can be received and understood? I don't think it was communicated that way. I think that there is a perception that Americans don't understand what twisties are or there's some depth to this that w- could not be covered in a Simone, hey, how are you feeling? You know, type of setting. This would be more of a, we have to sit down and discuss this at length so that everybody fully understands my position. So there there are so many different dynamics at, at play in this. And we, to be honest with you, I don't think, I don't think she's, I mean, she's never, I'm like you kind of alluded to, while, you know, if, I don't know for sure, she was being molested, <clears throat> excuse me, I know she was being molested, but if she was being molested and competing at a high level, why now would it all of a sudden, years later after that be an issue? There is something there, you know what I mean? And it has to be acknowledged that, man, competing in the Olympics, considering all that she's been through, uh, representing a country, knowing the history of it, and how Americans treat her as um, and have treated black athletes 
you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. There's some cognitive dissonance there. I'm on the stage representing America, but I know they hate me. They're calling me nigger. They're doing, you know, like there's some there's some issues there. And the weight of that, you know what I mean? It's heavy, bro. It's really really heavy. And that's what I think. That's what I think she was more or less alluding to, because I didn't hear of the twisties. Now, I would have to say there has to be some extensive research, some qualitative and quantitative data that goes to prove some of these things and how many athletes actually get the twisties who are gymnasts. You know what I mean? So we haven't dived into that. And sometimes, you know, uh, Ernie, like you was mentioning when she was speaking, why wasn't that the first thing that come out of her mouth to say I had the twisties? Now, we all know if you've been in any high pressure situation where you're being interviewed or interrogated, right, your mind is not in the position to fully explain in detail what may be happening. You're just trying to get some stuff out. That's why they always say, and I hate to use this uh, and use this analogy, but you never ask a rape victim or interview a rape victim immediately after the rape because there are going to be some flaws in her story. You got to give her some time to sit and process these things and see what really happened so she can speak from a place that is clear and not distorted. And so that could have been the case with Simone Biles. And so, excuse me, if... Simone Biles have been competing all this time at a high level. Although she was dealing with all these things, I truly believe, and I'm in a mental health field myself. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my master's in it right now. I truly believe that there is no discrimination uh, or, or a time frame where these things come out. You know what I mean? Just because she was able to perform at a high level when she was being molested doesn't mean it didn't and it wasn't affecting her. Maybe she just didn't have the time, like I said earlier, to sit down and really process these things. And it really became overwhelming at this stage of her life. She's competed. She has nothing else to prove. She's a four-time gold Olympian. You know what I'm saying? And so at this point, she's like, go ahead. So when people people say that too, there's nothing else to prove, right? To me, I'm like, why is that? Because an athlete wants to win. Like an athlete wants to win. They're they're competing, of course, for the country, but you're getting a medal. You're getting in the, in the history books. You're competing for yourself as well, and you want to do this. And you should want to. Like, that's what athletes do. You should want to win as much as possible, as many medals as possible while you can. So people saying that they don't have anything to prove to ask, you, you kind of have to ask the athlete, hey, do you feel like you have anything to prove? Like, they right. kind of have to answer that. You know, and you know who, and, and they might asking? say yes, which is why, hey, I got to, I'm. this is why I'm doing it, because I need to win this medal. Like that's mm-hmm. what athletes do, especially Olympians, especially Olympians that embrace the GOAT title, which she does, and are labeled as the GOAT. That's why to me it's more of a pressure thing than pressure getting to her than mental health thing. No, and I understand that. And she clearly went on air and said the weight of the world is on her shoulders. She feels a lot of pressure. Now, there is some truth to this. There are people who physically are still capable of performing at a high level mentally they're checked out like i've been in places in my life where physically i can do something but mentally i am completely checked out i'll just take my last job for an instance i was a teacher for four the last four years physically i can get up i can go to work and i can perform and i was able to get in the top 10 percent teachers in my school mentally I was checked out. I didn't want to be there no more. I didn't want to do it. I hated my job every day I got up to go, but I knew that that job provided a source of income. So I had to push past my emotional piece and physically perform. And sometimes I believe that all these athletes who are going through some of these things and who have been performing and competing for years, 
Physically, they know how because they train their body all year round to be able to do it. But mentally, are they training their mind? Mentally, are they taking care of their, you know, uh, their mental health? What are they doing mentally? We know what they do physically and we know what they're capable of. But mentally, man, I believe some people check out and maybe she don't want to do it anymore. Given the fact what Love Lady was saying, they talk about her, they call her nigga, they talk about her hair, they talk about how stocky she is, how, how she looks. It's a it's a lot of pressure, but pressure also pressure. We know pressure bust pipes. You know what I'm saying? And we know after a while, so much pressure buildup can cause just think about your arteries, cause you to have a heart attack. Right. After a while, you die from all the pressure. So she's like, even if it is pressure, even if it's not mental health, regardless of what it is, I feel like she was right to do what was best for her and hell with the country. Now, saying even if it's not mental health, that's kind of like letting it slide, because if it's not mental health and she's saying it's mental health, that's why I, I have an issue with it. You kind of see what I'm but, saying? But how do we know it's not mental health, though? We, we don't. And we don't know that it is like, uh, uh, you know, what I'm saying to me, like I said, why is it out of the realm of possibility that it's not, you know? And uh, you asked a question. This this is what I want to ask you. Do you believe she's mentally checked out of gymnastics? Because then I'm going to ask you, well, why is she competing and why is it still up? Because right now the news is she's evaluating if she's going to continue uh, to 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 like go. I forget which day because she it's still up in the air that she she participates and competes. I'm like, if it's that serious and this is what it is, like it should be a wrap. I, that, that's personally for me. That's how no, I, I And I feel the question. I, I would definitely get the question. You asked me, do I feel that she's mentally checked out? I would say that it's hard for me to answer that question because I don't know the psyche of Simone Biles. I don't, I haven't sat down and interviewed her and I haven't gotten enough information to see where she's at. All I do is see her compete on television in front of the world. And so I don't know what she's feeling at this point. Um, but if she is mentally checked out, I think that's something that she probably needs to address and share. But does she does she owe anybody an explanation? I don't know. That's a hard thing, right? I don't know if because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure about y'all. But again, I've been mentally checked out of somewhere. And when I was mentally checked out and I was mentally checked out for two of the four years, I was there. But I didn't resign until last month. But I was checked out mentally for two years. And I kept going because I know I got a family to provide for financially. So sometimes your responsibility have to override your emotions and you keep pushing through. So if Simone Biles is checked out, whether I can't say yes or no, then that's something I think she should share because it acquired all the voice of the naysayers. But then on the other side of that, <clears throat> because we're talking about the mental health component of it, this conversation that we're having and the statements that are made, Ernie, spe specifically what you said about, you know, you don't know if it's mental health or what if, this is a way for her just to buy out because of the pressure. What that does, and my biggest fear is this, when a black person yells they're having mental health issues, that's going to be in the back of their mind. Well, how do we know that the world just not getting to you is too much? Are you a coward? Are you copping out? So therefore, it's going to quiet our voice again, and we're going to be afraid to yell mental health because of people's views and perspectives of what you're saying right now. I'm not saying that that's the case across the board, but it could be a possibility. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would say to that, my whole thing is you still got to take into consideration of history, right? Because like I said, what I did was I had read articles about how stuff was going before she finally said this is what happened. And and they really kind of to what you said as well, they didn't just interview her as soon as she like she got off the beam and said, hey, what's going on? There was a meeting between her, her team, the doctors, 
they said, oh, because remember the speculation was, is she hurt? Like what's going on? No, she's not hurt. Okay, the statement is mental health reasons. You know what I'm saying? So when I look at the twisties, there was another definition. So there's a few definitions, but the definition I read was pretty much, they called it a phenomenon, right? So I'm like, this is a phenomenon that is not a mental health issue. Like when you read the definition, it's not mental health. And because people were trying to say that it, 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 nothing about it says anything about it's caused by depression. Because people were trying to say depression is like nothing about it is linked to mental health or depression or anything. So here's the question I'm going to ask you as well. Uh, so if it's a if it's a, 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 a if twisties is a mental health issue, are we to say that every gymnast because it's a pretty common phenomenon like. Did you see how many gymnasts said they've had it, experienced it from the past? Now it happens currently, all that stuff. Are we saying that all these gymnasts have mental health issues? I'm going to say no. And the reason I'm going to say no is this, because if this twisties is not listed in the DSM-5, which is the book for mental health issues and disorders, it's not in there. And there's nothing that alludes to or equates to uh, the twisties as a mental health disorder in the DSM, then I'm going to completely say no from a clinical perspective. Right. It's, it's that's, that's not a, it's not it's not real. Now, me, that's a big point. It's right. not real. Like, I, and I mean, that's a big point to me. That's a very big point to me. So and, and let's even go for if you let's ask each of them, the ones that said they if you and I'll just benefit it out, just throwing it out there. If you ask them, hey, do you think you have a mental health issue? Do you think all of them that that spoke on the twist, you're going to say, yeah, I do. Or that that would, it would be a high percentage of, of, of well, gymnasts that, that say that like come on that that's the way i look at it you know what i'm saying one of the things that's that i want to point out bro because I'm, I'm listening to the discussion between you and both of you guys are presenting some valid points right so we talk about the dsm-5 and you know classifying certain things and i think there is a disconnect between it's kind of like um <clears throat> it's kind of like this black lives matter uh the statement how it can be uh divisive right you know what I mean? Confusing to people. Right. So I think there is a like you said, Corey, a clinical definition of mental health. And then there is a social definition of mental health aspect to this. So if I'm not feeling healthy uh, mentally, then it, and this is why I was saying about how it's communicated in a way that the public can understand. If I say that mentally I'm not healthy. Right. Does that mean that I have to or whatever it is that I'm describing has to be in the DSM five? So there is an aspect to that that is like, OK, this is a social uh, healthiness, so to speak, not a medical term of mental health. Like there is no diagnosis necessarily. There is there's no empirical evidence or uh, studies that have shown this to be that and the other on the medical side. So. One of the things that I wanted to bring up in this topic, and I see the parallels, and, and I could be wrong on this, but this is just my opinion. When we when we look at black women and their um their not being heard, so to speak. When you when you look at like in the medical field, how when the studies that have been shown that, you know, when black women have complained about you know pain i'm sure we've all read those articles and there is there is documentation where they polled doctors and they found that black women are uh treated as if they could just 
take all pain. I mean, the mortality rates and stuff like that during pregnancy and childbirth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's an aspect of them not being heard in their pain. And what I want to make sure we don't do with Simone Biles is not hear what it is that she's trying to say. I mean, as men, I mean, let's look at it this way. How many times will we talk to our significant others and we've tried to like say how we feel and try to say something and they focus on the one crack in the argument all the time, you know, like the one crack in the discussion. And it's like, that's not what I mean. Yeah, I know, but you said X, Y, and Z. Okay, but that's not, you're seeing the tree instead of the forest. That's okay, great. Maybe it's not mental health. Something's wrong. And if you're telling me something's wrong and you've never told me something wrong, if you've been, uh, you know, sexually assaulted by Larry Nasser and still performed, then there has to be something going on for him because he's locked up now because of that. And we can even get into how the body the 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 uh, the system as it relates to the U.S. USA and the gymnasts and that whole thing, how they weren't they weren't for, excuse me forthcoming with that information. You know, it's it's so many different pieces to this where I just don't want women to not be heard when they speak. I don't and that's that. that's one of the things that we do. I, I I don't know if it on a national level. You know, I, I know for sure in America. We put an inordinate amount of pressure on athletes and then you say, well, that's why they get paid X, Y and Z. But I think they're we're seeing them as her name is Simone Biles, like mm-hmm. who she is as a as a woman. Right. There's that part of it. And then there's the athlete part of it. So, yes, should you perform? Because I think, Ernie, you brought up before, you know, if LeBron James had did this, how would it be received? You know what I mean? Uh, there's that component to it, but we cannot deny somebody's humanity. And I, I want to make sure that never, never. she's saying that she's in pain, so to speak. She can't compete. She's trying to decide. If I, I wouldn't would would go as far as to say in, in pain. I well, go and see, that's where it becomes the, the, the play on words because we can, are we talking physical pain? Are we talking? Then it becomes like this semantics type of thing. Basically, what I'm saying is she's ha- she's struggling with something that she cannot accurately communicate, and we want to be open to her perspective. If she's never done this before, then why now? Is is the question that you know, like where is this coming from? The twisties, the the mental health. The Larry Nash uh, sexual assault, the history of Jesse Owens, Muhammad Ali in the Olympics, the authorities not reporting information because with the the whole Larry Nash case. Then there's also the disconnect as athletes, the disconnect from your emotions and it causing long term effects. So like what Corey was alluding to about pushing through and that kind of thing, there are damaging, notable effects from pushing through those things instead of giving yourself time to. To, to to get healthy. Yes, yes, so you are constantly disconnecting from your emotions time and time again, because this, and just being honest, this is something that I had to deal with myself in, yeah. in therapy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because coming up, I had to, um, I, I won't say I had to at this stage, but I chose to, as a child, to, to disconnect from my emotions to deal with the situation that I was going through. But there are mental health effects of, of doing that. So on one hand, you're saying, okay, um, do you take care of yourself or do you compete as an athlete? And then I think that's what she's, and, and it comes with, with time as you get older, 
and you start to understand the effects of not doing X, Y, or Z, you start to bow out of certain things. How many times when we were younger did we used to do something? And as we got wiser, we, we, we chose like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not feeling good. This, I'm not taking care of myself. You know, now, let me let me say I agree with everything you're saying. And, and I want to say this because, like I said, people are trying to make it seem like uh, and not like y- y'all are people like just the public are trying to make it seem like. Um, like people aren't thinking about I agree with everything you said, like I said, I agree with everything you said. All that is true. She can be feeling all of that. Um, and people. I'm trying to choose how I say this. I'll I'll say like this, Naomi Osaka, right? It's kind of pretty much the same thing with her. I completely, I don't have, I I didn't do that with her, with her situation. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I'm over here, like, let's not listen to what women are saying. People might see, we might go into the semantics of, well, is she black? You know, people say, well, according to me, people people are, she's, she's with the culture. You know what I'm saying? People, she, she has a seat at the, at the pick. She's coming to the barbecue. So I'm going off of that. With her, <laughs> after, we just, with her, yeah, I, I didn't question it because it was genuine to me. You know what I'm saying? It was genuine to me in her situation. So I'm not just attacking, like questioning, out here questioning Black women's mental health and they shouldn't speak on this and they shouldn't speak on that. I just don't think this is the situation, the, the really the situation in her scenario. You kind of get what I'm saying? And yeah, no, I, yeah, I get it. I feel it too. And that's what I'm saying. Like, think about this. It's somebody said something one time that I was listening on the interview, and they was like, Black people have this perceived oppression. It's perceived, right? And it's like, oh, wow. So this perceived thing. So it's almost kind of like, and I'm not saying, Ernie, this is your thought process behind it, but it's almost, and this is me listening in. It's like, do we have another one against? The black mental health crisis that we are actually faced with is this something that we're perceiving we're we're imposing and injecting our thoughts and belief on this individual based on what we know in our experiences because the last thing i would want to happen is this the twisties may not be a mental health issue but there's a lot of stuff that contributed to the twisties and her mental health issues prior to i mean up until this point the molestate i would say the molestation i would say her brother almost went to jail for murder you know what I mean? Oh, all, there's a lot, uh, ADHD, all these things. So even if the twisties in itself isn't a mental health issue, everything that she's going through have created a mental health issue for her that she has not properly dealt with. And so maybe she misspoke. You know what I mean? Maybe she used the, the wrong term in, in saying mental health. Now, that can be dangerous because there are people out here really suffering from mental health issues. And I think, Ernie, this is what you were saying. That's there's people saying. out there who really have mental health issues that we need to take serious. And for you to claim the twisties as a mental health issue, it kind of voids out everybody else who really has a mental health issue for real, for real. And so you're using this term to cover up the pressure that's on your life and you can't deal with it. So you say mental health so I can buy out. So I get both perspectives of of, of the uh, equation, but I just hate that the fact that we have to question somebody else's psyche and what they're dealing with when we didn't grow up with them, we don't know what they're going through. We already got, you know, black people are pressed enough. And now mental health is a thing that we are really starting to come into and embrace because we always thought it was a, a Western European culture issue, right? White people have issues. Black people don't have mental health issues. It's either 
you got a demon or you need to go pray, yeah. right? But it's really coming out like, no, I'm really suffering for some stuff. And we don't always have the proper terminology, you know, or speak the proper terminology when this comes to labeling ourselves because we haven't been given the, the permission to really go get the proper help or, you know, learn the correct term. So we just yell out what we think we know. Hey, look, Corey, how many yeah. times, how many times have you seen your boy struggling? And you're like, man, I'm just, I'm fucked up. Yeah. All, right. right. That's, that's it, not, right? that's nowhere near close to mental health. Exactly what you, you know right. what I'm dealing with, but you right. are depressed, but you are depressed and they but, don't know how to articulate that because a lot of people don't take the time to invest in their communication skills. We don't read, we don't know the terminology. So if that's what Simone Biles has done, and then we compare her to all the other gymnasts who have experienced the twisties. And Ernie, you said, so could all gymnasts who have experienced the twisties say they have a mental health issue? I'm going to say no. Ken, you mentioned something about the DSM. Just because it's not in the DSM doesn't mean it's not real. The DSM is constantly evolving. LGBTQ, to be gay, was in the DSM at one point. They completely removed it. They, they said that was a mental health issue. It's not there anymore. So this thing is constantly evolving and it's constantly being rewritten because we're constantly uh, are are starting begin beginning to see new mental health disorders that I are coming the, out. The fact that it was there though make means that it was kind of it's a debatable topic, right? I'm not going oh, to dig into that too much, but just the yeah. fact that it was there, you, you kind of yeah, get absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. What what do you mean? Uh, the fact that what was there? Just so I'm if clear. it was if it was there, because he said it's not there anymore. Yeah, they removed it. You kind of get what I'm saying. So some people might have been like, why is it getting removed? Like, I don't agree. You know what I'm saying? So that's a lot why of people it's, kind did. Of, it's kind of, it's debatable. Yeah. A lot of people yeah, did. You know what I'm saying, Lele? Yeah. No, I, I get it. And, that, and that's mm -hmm. the thing about this whole topic of mental health. It's very, uh, it, it's very subjective. And, and, and one of the things that I don't want to do, I, I basically, I give everybody an opportunity, you know, I give them the respect that they deserve until they no longer deserve it. Has Simone Biles ever shown, I mean, yeah, I well, I guess what I'm saying, has Simone ever, you know, shown herself to be dishonest? I don't think so. Um, she, you know, so that as it relates to this, I think lie, that the though. main, what's that? That doesn't mean that people can't lie, though. No, no, it, th that's true. But I don't think it's a lie. I just think that it was the way that it was communicated wasn't clear and effective. I think that I do think that there's an, a mental health issue there. I really do. Now, what do the too. term to define what it is that she's dealing with? Is it the twisties? No, that may be a symptom of the problem, right? There's a disconnect between your mind and body and as far as spatial and... I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, but that, Ernie... No, Ernie, but bro, to me, from on, when no, I... No, listen, no, 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 you got to read the definition of, of twisties, bro. To me, the twisties comes from flipping and spinning it. When you read the definition, that's what it, where it comes from to me. There's no link about it. And, and like I said, I believe there's mental health history there. I don't think the twisties have anything to do with mental health. Any symptoms? No, but I, that's that's my okay. my stance, bro. Okay, hold on. Let me present this because we all play football. We we hey, in Texas. Go ahead, okay, go ahead. look, we, we had some people. That, hold on, because my my fiance she played uh, basketball. Mm -hmm. She she cold with it. You know what I'm saying? And on a collegiate level, full scholarship, the whole nine. I had to explain to her what turf toe was for years. She was like turf toe. You telling me Adrian Peterson, if or Earl Campbell, if they get turf toe, they can't perform. And we, all of us know, and Ernie, we played on turf. Yeah. Corey, I'm sure you played on turf. If you got turf toe, 
did it impact your ability to perform? And it sounds like a minor thing. Absolutely. Ray Lewis, if he get turf toe, it's going to be a problem. And I think that it's a lack of, um, I think that people don't understand. And there are some things as it relates to each individual sport that can be debilitating as it relates to your ability to perform. So I don't, yes, the twisties thing, that's very debatable. But has this very, young lady very, with very. It, it, no, it is. I'll be honest. It is very debatable. But a lot uh, of people are that, not like it's just like clear cut to them. Like twisties. Oh, but, but this is the thing, though. You don't want to you don't want to deny somebody's, you know, reasoning, because sometimes we don't have the words to describe what it is that we're going through. And I'm sure as time goes on, as she matures and she sits down with people to further discuss these issues, she'll be able to commute, excuse me, communicate these more effectively. But I think that. You know, and, and that, that brings up another issue. What's her name? Shikari, uh, the sprinter. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, we have to have people around us to help us deal with these things. She needs a publicist. She needs a Definitely psychologist. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because we're our talent thrusts us into these positions that are polarizing for the world to see. We're that talented. But our bodies are talented. Our mind is not there yet. So you can be a phenomenal athlete and not have the wisdom or the understanding of yourself. And the reason being is because, and this is clinical, the mind doesn't fully develop until you're 25, 26. Now you talking about these people competing at 18, 17, you know, uh, 20 years old. They're still young, like you say, lovely, in the mind. Their body is physically fit and sound to do whatever they need to do to perform. They focus on that. But how many of these athletes are trained to deal with the mind? Right. How many? Not very, of them? Many. Not very, Not very many, many of them. And if you got these young kids coming in at 17, 18, you know, 19 years old competing mentally, they're not there. Mentally, they are not going to know how to deal with the pressures of the world. But look, and they've been trained to disconnect from their emotions. Absolutely. They, that's part of this whole thing as an athlete. And that's where it becomes a, a very polarizing topic because we've not all, but a lot of us, especially in Texas, have been athletes in one shape or form. Mm -hmm. So how, where is the, I guess, the compassion as we get older, obviously we're out of sports now, to understand that we should not be disconnecting how we feel or where is the boundary where I'm going to compartmentalize what we've, because she even said that in an interview, that they've been trained to compartmentalize no matter what's going on in their life so that they can still perform. There are effects of that that you're not conscious of that nobody can get away from. I don't care who you are, how mentally tough you are. And I'm sure like, you know, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan and stuff like that. It, But they won't speak on those things. You see what I'm saying? Because it impacts their image. And I think that we have to do a better job of understanding and being open to you know, people's interpretation of whatever it is that they're dealing with. And because we've been done the same way as black people trying to, you know, explain, okay, well, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm feeling. And then when, but it always is after the fact, you know, 50 years later, you have reports coming out that certain things like Martin Luther King, the assassination and the government's involvement in that uh, redlining. Now, now we're starting to confirm those things. So I just want to give people the space to communicate whatever it is that they're that they're dealing with, I and I can't, I don't, I can't say 100% that she's being honest. I just don't get the vibe that she's being dishonest. That's all that I'm saying. Let me, let me uh, say this because we touched on a few things that I think are important and that 
were a big part of this conversation, especially from what I was receiving from people in the comments and everything, right? So we touched on, you know, the black woman, uh, black athletes, male athletes, all that stuff. So a, a few things about that. Uh, I think that definitely is a big part of, I think with this whole Simone, Simone Biles thing, that's a big part of why it's easy for a lot of people to just take her at her word. It's because they want us, they want a specific outcome. Obviously, the, the black, like protect the black woman. I, 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 first of all, I believe in this 100%. You disagree. I look, bro. I'm gonna give you a prime example. No, no, you disagree with what? You disagree with what? I, I disagree. I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't even got into it, but because I already know where you're going, but I'm gonna let you finish, bro. Go. Okay. <laughs> so, bro, a lot of the the black women are gonna look out for their own, and black men should look out for black women as well. But it's easy for them to come at you at, with this like just pure emotion based on it being a black woman, like they're going to come to a black woman support. I, I will too. But my thing is, right, because I look at it like this. My problem with oh my, our lips as a culture, right? I'm just, <laughs> us as a culture, we kind of pick and choose who we think deserves to be protected when it comes to mental health. So you kind of touched on, uh, I forget who you said, but let's take like Kyrie Irving or, or even Kanye West. Like, how many people were coming to their defense and not criticizing them on, online, you know? So I feel like people are trying to like make her off limits or athletes off limits, black athletes off limits, black female athletes off limits to criticism or discussing them when it's an athlete. Like we talk about athletes all the time, male athletes, all type of athletes, like the athlete of this caliber, a story like this is going to be in the news. So to say to somebody, Hey, you can't question her or critique her or this, that, that, like, Really? Like, and, and, no, and, I if, I, look, and I, if I do, what, like, does that mean I don't protect black women or, and especially when I'm not doing it in a rude, disrespectful way, how am I trashing a black woman when I'm trying to like, just dig into why this athlete may have decided to bow out of competition? That's how you, you see where, where, where it, what it is for me. That's, that's what it is for me. So a lot of male athletes, they don't get this protection that Simone Biles is receiving. Like that's just, that's just, that's that's the way I see it. You know what I'm saying? So I have an issue with people saying like, leave them alone and, and you know, hey, stick to the code of we, and I am, bro, see, this is the thing. People that know me know I'm for unity of, of our people. I'm for, for all sure. of that. So to yeah. come at me, and I'm probably making this personal because like, it kind of has to be, dang, I wish I had some water, my lips so dry, but, you know me. You know what I'm about. You know it. Right. Ain't even, For sure. It ain't even that. Like I'm looking yeah. at everything, and the people tell you you're not educated enough to. So I have to have a degree, and this is people are just so funny. I have to have a degree in this to have an opinion about it. Like we're yeah. being honest here. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, bro. Like I'm not saying I'm not gonna say because I understand what you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm not gonna say that you shouldn't be objective, right? I just think that it's a way, and, and trust me, I'm still learning this. It's a way you go about everything, right? So. I think that some people, you know, any form of pushback, any questioning is going to make them feel like it's going to trigger them. Oh, so you're denying how I feel you. No, I'm just asking so I can gain further, you know, understanding of what it is that you're saying. So I think two things can be, you know, right at the same time. So or I think, you know, I, I can't speak on black people as a whole, you know, because I'm not I, I, nobody can do that. 
But I do think that we're objective enough to look at OJ Simpson and know he did it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we're not just like, oh, because they're black, we, we're just going to ride with them until the wheels fall off. No, like uh, I think you alluded to that before, uh, Ernie, we're not a monolith. You know, yeah, we, we're not. independent thinkers. Every, every black person doesn't think alike. The only, a lot the of only black people it, think that we should, though. No, but that's that's part of the. I mean, we can go with the uh, W. E. B. Du Bois and uh, Booker T. Washington. Excuse me, Booker T. Washington uh, discussion. We don't think the same. We have we may uh, face certain oppressions and issues, but we obviously don't think the same. I think that questioning, you know, everything is is healthy to a certain extent, and I think that some people don't understand that they think that when you're questioning something, you're denying it. When in actuality, you're just trying to understand deeper than than what's going on on the surface. So I think when you pose the question or when the way you communicate that, it just has to be very strategic. No, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with what you're saying. I do, I do understand the perspective that it kind of comes across like you are not giving her her the space to communicate whatever it is. So that's that's where it becomes an issue let's give each other the space to communicate effectively something that's new that we haven't dealt with because like you were saying core mental health is it's not a phenomenon it's just it's something that is late to the black community so to speak and we're trying to figure out how to communicate our pain through the lens of a dsm-5 so to speak well, you got to think, too, you're talking about over 400 years of oppression of mental health issues that we dealt with. We have not probably I mean, we just now are really getting good with the English language. You know what I'm saying? And so you're talking about 400 years of plus of, of oppression. And we're trying to explain 400 years of hurt, pain, uh, mental abuse, you know, physical abuse in one word. It's difficult. Right. So it's almost like we got to have a monologue when we're expressing what we're going through and how we feel. And I want to go back to what Ernie was saying about certain people being off limits. I'm going to be honest. When Kanye West was doing his thing, I said Kanye West has a mental issue. Nobody's off limits for me. You know what I'm saying? If you if you show that you are struggling mentally, I take that as serious as a heart attack because I'm like, I don't really know what's going on with this person. And if they say this is what they're... Because it's not my job to... Uh, label or not label them. My job is to figure out what's going on. And I think the problem that's, that a lot of people face, some people don't feel like they should be questioned about something that they say. You know what I'm saying? And the first thing they're going to do is they're going to get defensive first before they try to understand why you're questioning them. Just think about what the baby just did at Rolling Loud in the comments that he made. You know, they, they told him a new one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Little Nas X. They tearing him a new one. People are offended and then they trying to figure out well why is this happening it's the same thing with the situation if simone biles decided i'm going to buy out for whatever reason she decided to it should not matter why she did it if she feels like i need to take care of my mental health that's all that matters but it could, my what, thing is, it could be critique though yeah everything could and be even, everything and even like could, yeah and even like you said about kanye you said mental health and every like a lot of people say mental health but the thing is he continued to get criticized by his people. Like, so even if we said it's a mental health thing, so that's what I'm saying. When, why it wasn't 
he off limits like in in mass like we should be off limits. you know what i'm saying like protect that that's what i what i because mean, black people like i think i think universally across the board people in all these these cultural backgrounds they have cultural differences right yeah people going to pick and choose who they want to protect and who they don't want to protect that's just a given right and it's sad it's just like the black lives matter right to me i made a comment black lives does not matter until they matter to black people now you think people didn't come at me for that well it's different the police well it's, it's like it doesn't matter if it's the police it doesn't matter who it is if we ain't going to take care of our community and if we're not going to respect one another why are we pissed off with somebody outside of our cultural background or our ethnicity do us like that like if it doesn't because we show them that we don't matter to one another so why the hell should they care about us man i got toe up on that one but i was ready to fight because I had enough to back it up and I had enough to prove that what I'm saying is valid and truth in my life. You may yeah. not agree with it, but yeah. in my life, it stands as true. And so people have these perceptions of what they want to see, how they want to see it. They're going to protect certain people. And you're right. We're right now. It's the year of the women. Right. The year of the woman. And they're going to stand up and they're going to fight and they're going to protect regardless if it seems asinine or not. You know, it's asinine. Like, what in the hell are y'all talking about? I didn't say nothing wrong. I just stated my opinion. Why are you robbing me of my opinion? It's just it's like not, it's opinion. not even just women, though. It's not even just women. It's some of the fellas too, which is fine. It's, it's fine. So I don't even want to make because so, I think a lot of this too that in society today is trying to make it a man versus woman thing. Like oh, I absolutely see it every day. I'm like, bro, this is exhausting. Like we need each other. We need unity. I'm with like, it's not a man versus woman thing. So I don't even want right. to, you know, try Take that to, picture. Yeah. Yeah, right, not, right, but, but it's it's definitely there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's definitely there. It's a thing. I, like I said, I wake up and see it every morning. We just so, we just got work to do. And I think I think what the whole thing with Simone Biles is this. I get it. It's like love lady said it. It's a play on words. If she misspoke and misquoted, shame on her. But did she do it intensely or what did she do it in ignorance? You know what I mean? Uh did or, she do or it they, or they? Because like I said, or I they. Said, yeah, her or they and because I'm I don't want it to be a you're attacking Simone Bowser. Well, she's it's easy to say it's her because she's the one that's saying the word. But I don't I feel like people are in her ear or even it's like a, we need to kind of like save face for her. We, let's just say it was a mental health thing. Yeah, no, I get, I get that. You know what I'm saying? So, I get that. And what I what I would what I would want for me, from my from my perspective, I wouldn't want to take the athlete Simone Biles and judge her. And, and, and misjudge the humanistic side of Jamone, uh, Simone Biles. You know what I'm saying? We see her as this athlete, but we don't interact with her as just a regular human. Hell, we don't even get to interact with her as an athlete. We just, she's just put on, like like Lovely says, she is polarized to the world. And we see her as an athlete, but we don't know her as a human. We don't know the pains and the struggles and the things that she's dealt with. She's one hell of a performer. She's one hell of a gymnast. I mean, I'm talking about one of the best to ever do it. And there's nothing wrong with her owning that title as the GOAT, but GOAT have bad days too. GOAT are humans too at the end of the day. Michael Jordan was sick when he played against the Jazz, that series against the Jazz. You know what I'm saying? He still performed, but if you listen to him, he said mentally, hell, I, I he wasn't fully there. You know, lost his dad, all these things was happening. And so the athlete Michael Jordan, we like, yeah, he the truth. But then on the back end, it's like, I don't want to just judge him as an athlete because he's still a human at the end of the day. He still has emotions. He still feels pain. He's not impervious to any of these things. And so that's what I wouldn't want to misconstrue or like try to 
overlap because I, I, I believe anybody that's dealing with the twisties or anything that they may be dealing with, there's a humanistic side to them that they're not fighting as an athlete. They're fighting as a human. Yeah. And that's a, that's, that's, a, that's one of the key things. And I, I think Corey uh, and Ernie, I, more, I think that there's like what we, what we've been talking about. And this is what I want everybody to take away from it on my end. There are two different things at play here. There's an athletic performance side, and then there's the mental health humanistic side. And they are competing against each other. Which one is more important? Should she have done this and pushed through and this or that, right, as an athlete? But should she also have taken care of herself on the mental health side as a human being? So, you know, I, I think that on the surface, we have to be cognizant of the fact that you it's always, the, it's always the latter compared to what you said right right but look so so if you we we don't see simone like you saying core about her humanity we don't see her until you know off camera and and there's a, a juxtaposition here the simone biles on camera the simone biles off camera so there are those are literally there's a parallel there the athlete the human side off camera so at some point we have to be conscious of the fact that they they are blended. These are two. This is two different concepts or ways to look at somebody, but they're all one person. So we can't deny mental health if this is not anything other than the fact that it, it, it's very clear you cannot perform at your best in life if you do not take care of your mental health. And that's the main thing that I want everybody to take away from this: that you have to take care of your mental health. And in my opinion, I don't give a damn about how America feels if I feel like mentally I'm just not there. And also, you can't have an expectation for adults that are phenomenal athletes to be orators, great communicators. And that's what publicists are for. And some of the, some of the publicists are trash. I mean, so it's it's we have to give people grace. She may be a phenomenal athlete, but a you know, she may not be as eloquent in her words in the way that she communicates. But what I don't want to do is push her aside because she fumbled a couple a couple words. Her communication wasn't effective. And there is room or gaps in there that I don't understand. I want to give her the room to maybe explain that later. You know what I mean? How many times have the women that we are with come to us and said, I'm just not I'm not feeling it today. You have no idea. You don't understand it. It makes no, absolutely no sense. Do we not give them the space to process? Because some things, I mean, with her sexual assault, I mean, that takes people their entire lives to yeah. process that situation. It might not ever go away. Ever. Right, correct. It may not. See, and, right, and, it, it, she's still competing. And I'm sorry to jump in. Yeah, yeah go I'll ahead. Let you, but to me, I'm, I'm like, it might not ever go away. Now, if she's choosing to continue and persevere through it, which... There, there's a lot of gymnasts that went through what she went through. You understand? And they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're persevering through it. Yeah, they, but, they, but it stopped, affects stopped but everybody. But everybody deals with mental health differently, though, too. I you agree. See what I'm saying? I agree. And so, I because, and, and that's, and I, I'm glad you made that statement because there are other athletes who's going through what she's going through and they're persevering. But again, mental health affects people differently, just like grief affects people differently. We don't all grieve the same and there's no proper way to grieve and there's no proper way to deal with mental health. Sometimes people keep persevering so they don't have to think about the stuff that they've been through, right? And then sometimes people say, okay, well, I'm gonna stop. And then if she stops, 
why she stopped it. So she she's in a lose-lose situation, in my opinion. If she bow out and say, I quit, I'm not competing anymore, people will have something to say. If she continue to compete and she said, I'm going to take care of my mental health, but still continue to compete, people are going to have something to say. So it doesn't matter <clears throat> what a person does. That's why we can't get so caught up on other people's opinions about what we do with our lives, because we only get one. And if I allow somebody's opinion to dictate whether I take a mental health day or how many times y'all called out sick and you wasn't sick? Plenty. You know what I'm saying? You you really want to take oh, a day for yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, coworkers might be on this podcast. Oh, really? Oh, oh you right, know. right, right. You know, it's like, <laughs> but we do that to take a mental health day, even though we may not be sick, right? So there's a lot of different ways to look at this thing. And I just feel like regardless of what anybody decides to do for themselves, somebody go have something to say. And that's why I said, do not allow the demands or the pressure of your profession keep you in a position to where you neglect your mental health so everybody else around you can feel good. Think about all the money that's on the line right now. People are probably got some, they're probably pissed off because she's a moneymaker. There's a lot of sponsorships and all that. So they're like, I'm a basher for this because there's money involved. Then you got people like, man, I've dealt with mental health. I know what that stuff is like. I know that, you know, you want to take your life and you feel alone and nobody's there to support you. You're going to have two different narratives. But at the end of the day, whatever anybody decides to do for themselves, do it for yourself and the hell with what anybody else got to say. Because exactly. everybody going to have an opinion and not you can't please everybody. And if you plan on pleasing everybody, then you're going to you're going to uh, fail yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so that's what it's about for me. And, and that's what I want people to take away from my 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 piece. And I agree uh, with with all that and both uh, what you guys said. Um I had something that just slipped my mind that quick, but uh, it, it's definitely a big discussion. And I want to say, yeah, from this for me, I'm not with any like disrespectful critiques or I'm not like I'm not. I, first of all, I didn't do that to her in my speaking about the topic. And I don't condone anybody that does that to her or anybody, period, especially on this issue. You know what I'm saying? So I, there's some things, like I said, because it's hard to have this discussion it's easier to do it this way when we could say what we want to to each other in real time. But, and I, I'm just, I, I, I've noticed for myself, I, this is like a mental health thing for me. I enjoy discussing these type of things with people. And it's so, when I put this on Facebook, it's not really too, uh, it's like my thought, man, I, I like, let's talk about this, you know? It's cathartic, bro. Yeah, it, it's let's talk about this. Cause for me, I like to engage like topics like this with people, but it's hard to kind of have that organically on like a social media platform when it's right. being typed and words, you know? So I think that's a big part of uh, this whole, like discussing big topics like this uh, to the public, you know, is doing it on social media. Like how effective is that? And to, 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 to coming up with solutions for these type of things. That's why I reached out to you, bro, to, mm -hmm. to bring you up so you can, so you can, cause I'm all for different opinions. Uh, Corey and myself, you know, it's not, we're not trying to, you know, only bring on people that think like us or feel that. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, Ernie, that's what you're trying to do, man. You, you're putting yourself out there and I commend you on that. You have a different perspective. And I think people don't have the, um, the wherewithal to give you the space to communicate because the same thing that they are saying that you, um, that the same thing they're trying to say that you're doing to Simone Biles, they're doing to you too. I they're know. not giving you I know. Not giving you the space to, I know. to communicate I know. and articulate your points. And even if you make a mistake, they're hyper-focusing on, excuse me, they're hyper-focusing on 
maybe a, a, a word that shouldn't have been used or whatever, but give people the space to, um, to express themselves because I, Ernie, I know you, I know you yeah. since we were kids. So I know there's not a malicious bone in your body, but just because you think different, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not for any marginalized or specific group of people. You just have a different perspective. And that's one of the things that I, I'd like people to take away as well, that just because people have a different perspective than you doesn't mean you they're not in line with, you know, with you. They just have a different view of the issue. It's OK to be objective in the question because you need people to question or else everybody would just get away with everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's the, the discussion is important. But I just don't. My main thing is just, let's not deny and give everybody the space, the same space that we're talking about giving Simone Biles. I'm going to give you Ernie and I'm going to give you Corey. And I'm not going to hyper focus on, you know, a word that was misused or misplaced. I'm going to try to listen and hear your heart and what it is that you're trying to say. And what I hear Simone saying is that I'm hurt and I don't know how to express it to the world. That's that's my opinion. I hear I'm hurt. I don't know how to express it to the world. There are a lot of different issues. There's money involved. There's the way that the country looks. There's the dynamic of me being a woman. There's a dynamic of me being a black woman. There's a dynamic of, you know, the Larry Nasser thing, the, the historical aspect of the Olympics. And it's so many different things that you're going to be at odds with somebody like you were alluding to, Corey. You know, when you go to express these things, it's going to put you at odds with somebody in the country. If you talk about the Muhammad Ali or the Jesse Owens situation and compare yourself to that, then it's going to offend other people who have not even experienced or understand that perspective. You know, so just giving people the grace and the, the space to communicate, whatever that is, that's all that we can do. We don't have the solutions. We don't have all the perfect answers and the eloquent words, but just hear everybody, see everybody's humanity. That's the, that's the main thing. But Corey, I'm gonna let you take us out, bro. This is this has been a uh, this has been a, in my opinion, a very productive conversation, and we'll continue to have more of these uh, because they're needed. We're not a monolith. We do not all think the same. We do not. We have different perspectives, and it doesn't make any one of us wrong or uh, a bad person or anything. It's okay to be objective. It's okay. I mean, because. Uh, <laughs> I could go on about this, but go ahead, Corey. I'm gonna let you take I us out, too. bro. I could too. <laughs> If we, if we want to continue, because I kind of told you I was a, like I had, but if we want to keep talking, I got time because the appointment I had is later. So it's on y'all. I'm letting y'all run the show. What what you got, Corey? No, I was just going to say, if we was going to you know end it, you know, I want people to understand that mental health is a real thing. And mental health is, does not discriminate. I don't care if you're black, white, grizzle, gray. Mental health shows itself in ways um, that can be, you know, very detrimental to anything that we do. And so I just want you to know if that's something that you're battling internally, don't allow anyone, anything, any profession stop you from taking care of what you need to take care of when it comes to your mental health. Um, we'd rather have you here than to try to prove a point. We'd rather have you here to try rather than to perform. You know what I mean? That, that's a very important thing to us. And so whatever you got going on in your life, just know that, you know, you got people like us that's advocates for you. We, su we support the movement. We support seeing therapists. We support the whole thing. At least I do. And so I just want you to know, like, it's all good. You know what I mean? Keep moving. Keep doing what you got to do and take care of you first because the world going to be here. You may not. So I agree 100 uh, percent. Uh, like I said, I, I agree with all that 100 percent. I definitely believe in seeing therapists. Uh, I recommend that for like almost everybody to tell you the truth. So uh, 
I mean, I'm not about to get into my personal life, but I mean, me saying that shit should speak volumes, right? So, because a lot of people kind of like came to, do you have any issues? Like, have you personally? I'm like, why does that need to be answered for my opinion to matter anymore or less, you know? So that that's my whole thing. I feel like this is a great discussion. I really feel like great, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I pre- appreciate the opportunity y'all having me on to discuss this. Uh, the conversation should keep going and keep moving forward, you know, as far as this goes. So uh, that's how I feel about it. Um, I want to end it with, like I said, I, I wish Simone Biles the best, like in anything, you understand? So I uh, just want that to be made clear and just to get across uh, why my stance was what it was and why it came to that. You know, it wasn't just a, and, and that's the thing, a lot of people who responded still haven't and will not do research on any of it. It's just an emotional response on how they feel about Simone Biles and anybody talking about her, you know what I'm saying? And uh, like to me, like I said, I strongly agree in us not being a monolith and choosing to speak about what we want to respectfully. And that's another thing, because even a lot of what I was getting was not just uh, emotions, but anger and pretty much disrespect. I, yeah, people were, I people were triggered. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I was thinking, in some situations, I was like, I'm glad I'm the person I am now, because uh, you're kind of teetering on being disrespectful, but I'm going yeah. I'm to I'm I'm meet you here. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. a lot, the more, because I was thinking about that a lot last night. And uh, it's it's real weird because it's people I want to address that. And it might be petty, but I'm like, nah, because you now that I'm, I'm looking at you kind of like teetering on disrespect and you, you sh- I really shouldn't even let you make it with that statement that you put out, you know, because people are like. And people like to do this, like you don't need to remind me I have a daughter like I know I have a daughter. Yeah, like that's not changing what I think. And and they'll kind of say, oh, I hope you never have to. Your daughter never has to such and such. OK, well, don't project that either. You know, don't. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I want to add to that, too. Ernie. That's, that's, like that's make it nice. You know, like, that's a real big piece, though, what you're saying. And mm-hmm. people do that when they're backed into a corner or you may have hit on something triggered. that triggered them and they're responding out of a place of hurt and anger. Right. It may not have nothing to do with you. And this is something that I learned because I'll put it out there. I see a therapist. You know, I go to therapy. I, I meet with my therapist every week. And one thing that I learned was this. She said, Corey, the world does not revolve around you. Sometimes when people have an issue with you, they don't personally have an issue with you. You may remind them of somebody that done something to them. You may have said something that somebody said to them that triggered them. It can be a lot of different things. So people don't know how to disagree in a healthy way. They don't because they've never been properly taught how to. People are going to be people and they're going to say what they're going to say, especially when their back's up against the wall. Now, you may have said something, Ernie, that was completely true. And because they don't feel like it is, and it put them in a in a position to have to lash out, because either gonna do fight or flight, and it seemed like everybody on your on your uh, comment was fighting, and and so maybe you said something not directly to them to cause them to be disrespectful, but maybe there was something that was said that triggered them, and then they just respond in a way they always knew how to, because maybe the thing that they said to you or have done was a survival tactic they used their entire life to to keep going. So I, I'm trying to figure out a way to like, have you not take it personal, but at the same time, it can be personal because you're talking about my kids and stuff, but people, nothing is off limits when a person is triggered or they feel back into a corner. They're going to say whatever they're going to say. And it, they may not mean what they're saying, but at that time, that's all they know to say to get out of it and take the, uh, the attention off of them and try to deflect it. 
And there's some women, bro, that that identify with Simone Biles in different ways. Oh, I've absolutely. seen discuss, you know, being molested as a child and going to their parents and telling them about it and nothing being done about it. And that's kind of what happened with Simone Biles. There are people that, you know, um, that have had those issues. So when you come out and you are being objective, right? Let's, you know, let's communicate this effectively. Like you're being object, excuse me, objective. You're not being malicious with your intent. Just the sheer questioning of whether I'm this or that or feel this way or did this happen or whatever is to them a trigger. Why not? You know, and I can I can understand that. You know, why? Why is it that when I come and tell you that something is bothering me or I'm, and, you know, this is going on, you, you're 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 questioning, you know, what I'm telling you that I feel, you know what I mean? And I, I think that there is a there's a validity there. Um, but the intensity that you get from it, there are a lot of people that are hurt out here, bro. So when you go on a platform and you speak openly about it, you have to be prepared to deal with those things and be prepared to because any everybody can be checked. I've been wrong about stuff. Me and Corey, uh, we were talking about the alpha and beta male thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was wrong. You know what I mean? So I wish I I I tuned into that one, too, because. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm not with to me. That's like creates division between men as well. So I was wrong about that as well. Like, correct. But but I think the appropriate response, the appropriate response, just is my opinion, the appropriate response to anybody telling you that they have something going on is, okay, can you tell me more? I would like to understand. I think that's the more appropriate, uh, you know, response to that. And you may feel like, okay, well, this doesn't line up with that. I think there's a way that you can go about asking questions that that doesn't offend, that lets them know, hey, I love you, I care about you. I don't understand. And I would like you to further elaborate on that. You know what I mean? So that I can understand because I want, cause I love you and I want to give you the grace, but I, I, I need to understand. But then some people will say, there are some things you won't understand. Just give me the grace. Cause you love me and just, and just accept that there are things that you won't understand. And I think as men, we're very logical creatures. We want to understand, but there are some things and trust me, bro, I 100%. There are some things that I I fight it every day, but I'm just not going to understand. But I have to love the person and see their humanity and understand that they are coming from a place that I just can't understand. It's the same grace that um, a white person needs to give a black person when they're communicating their issues as far as racism is concerned. You know, the they don't feel the same energy that we feel when we get pulled over by police. They haven't lived that life. They can kind of understand it, but they don't fully understand it. But as long as they give us the grace and try to understand, which I think that you're trying to do, Ernie, but I think people are not giving you the grace and trying to understand your perspective. So they're doing to you what they're trying to say you're doing to Simone, and they're not realizing that they're doing it. And I think that we can all learn from that, that just because someone, has again, has a differing opinion, you have to give people the space to communicate. We don't want to you know, stamp down Ernie's perspective or mine or Corey's or anybody's for that matter. Let everybody speak. And that's okay. As long as people are disagreeing respectfully, it's positive in the discourse. It's something that comes out of this. And it's that we love each other. We care. And if we didn't, we wouldn't even care to respond or put it on the platform or try to understand and dig into it. We, we definitely want to do that. We need more of this because we've only been shown one way uh, as far as a few uh, dysfunctional ways of conflict resolution, mm-hmm. you know, so this stuff needs to be seen, but man, we love you guys. We're going to, uh, you know, 
bow out of this, but we this is definitely not the end of the discussion. And that's what we created the platform for, to have positive discourse with people with differing opinions. So everybody have a good day. I love y'all. We love y'all. Hello, everyone. My name is Ken. I am the co-creator of the Thinking Man's podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the last episode. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, hopefully we sparked the conversation between you and your loved ones, your family and friends. And we really appreciate it if you could share the content. You know, when we started this thing, the whole goal of it was to just start the conversation. We don't have the solutions, but we definitely want to spark conversations. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have a good day.